Welcome everyone. Welcome to my bloody podcast. Another special edition of our famous, iconic, infamous horror podcast on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. There's so many now. We I can't get a hold of it. This is another special edition. We're doing another coronavirus episode. I'm sorry to do it, folks. We're doing it. It is uh it's getting crazy out there. It's it's uh it's getting it's it's insane since we last spoke. I'm Brian Kluger. Usually I'm joined by Preston Barta. He is uh not with us at the moment. He does not have the virus. But I am joined by our our newest addition to the podcast, our man of the hour, our man with the virus. Well, I don't know what virus. Mark Chaverdini from Ghosty Talk Hour. Very, <laughs> very, very glad to be here. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> makes you feel any better? The part of Preston Barta will be played by Mark Chaverdini today. Yes, yes. Hi right, guys, I'm very glad to be here on the show. I want to ask you intense questions to get into your inner psyche. <laughs> Might sound like Preston. <laughs> uh, we miss you, Preston. We'll see you next week for sure. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about the coronavirus again today since since last week. If you listen to our show, we talked about stuff getting canceled. Well, since that, it's only been a week and everything is canceling. Movies, sporting events, parades, parades TV shows, movies in the theater. It's getting insane, folks. Um, so since then, yes, South by Southwest has canceled. The NBA has canceled all future games. Tons of universities and schools have been canceled till further notice. Um, it looks like the uh, National Hockey League will be talking about canceling their season today, along with the MLB. For baseball, the NCAA tournament is not uh, will will not be playing games. With a live audience as well as several shows, uh, we just got an update that the upcoming horror film um, A Quiet Place 2 with John Krasinski, directed by John Krasinski and starring his wife Emily Blunt, has been canceled. Uh, our screening press screen has been canceled, but they've also canceled the movie until further notice. Right now, the movie was slated to come out this month, I believe. And is now a to-be-determined date sometime this year. So, maybe that's this is the way that it's all going. Chafferdini, please chime in. It's a scary, scary time. It's a scary, scary thing to be dealing with. Um, you don't seem that scared. Well. Is this a front that you're putting up? Well, I wash my hands regularly, so. you wa- I wash my hands regularly? Do you, What else do you wash regularly? Appendages. Appendages. Appen- okay. Appendagi. Appendagi. <laughs> okay. No, it is. It is. It's. It's so weird because it's. It's nebulous. You really don't know what it is. You don't know where it is. You don't know how it's contracted. You don't even know you have it or carry it. It's just. It's this weird lockdown mode that everybody's going into just to silo themselves. Right. Do you think all these cancellations and postponements are warranted, or do you think it's like an overreaction at the moment? I think it's an 80% overreaction, 20% sane, logical thing to do. Um, you know, because most of the people out there who are at risk, the most risk are the elderly. So I guess if there's, you know, young people who come in contact with it, it may not hurt them, but the next person they meet might be old and, you, you know, it's like the telephone game. Right. No, it's a pandemic now. It is 
excuse me, it's a pandemic and it is spreading, it seems like. Yesterday, Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, announced that they have it. They were in Australia filming an Elvis movie and they said they have it. They tested positive for it, so hopefully, I'm sure they're... Excuse me, getting top-notch treatment. Oh, yeah, Hollywood's best. But there'll be a, a whole lot of hand-washing going on. <laughs> Is that your Elvis impression? No, that was um, Edward Burns. You're you're very quiet when you talk like this. <laughs> I was Ed Burns, yes. I was thinking, I was saying, it should have been George Burns, but the of, of the Burns varieties. All right. Uh, also, I want to bring up, uh, it, it, this is a big week for you. You turned 40? I did. Holy shit. I, I don't feel it, but I'm pretty sure... I'm you don't gonna... look or act 40, in my opinion. You pillow talk like the best of them, Brian. More like 50. Yeah. yeah keep it coming. <laughs> keep it coming. Flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. happy freaking birthday. Uh, I, I hope you get all the horror movies and all the, all the goodness to watch with the family. I, I want it to rain down on me. Red rain is falling down. We will make it rain for sure. <laughs> so, so yes, this this is an interesting time we're living in. I don't think anything like this has happened in our lifetime, really, where people are shutting down businesses and schools and movies and stuff like that. Because, you know, we go to the movies, we watch these horror movies, we go out as a form of escape from our lives like we're working hard we're doing our thing and then we want to go out and have fun and now it seems like we got to stay indoors mm-hmm. you know you could net netflix and chill amazon prime and sexy time hulu and do you <laughs> netflix and shaking your boots yes so i mean we're there's stuff to do inside but i mean you know it's springtime a lot of weather is becoming nicer get outside so i don't know where that's where we are right now but we wanted to we talk about this with you guys and just give you updates on how it's relating to the film industry and what we see right now as of literally 30 minutes ago we are getting emails from studios and from pr reps saying that the film is canceled till further notice there won't be a screening of it and you know part of me wishes that they would just send you know digital screeners out like a screening link you know that we can watch on our computer on home but i know they'll never do that for big budget movies mm-hmm. and so one of my writers in austin dan moran posed he, he sent me the question a few minutes ago and asked hey how am i supposed to review movies if nothing comes out ever again and i'm like start with the earnest movies <laughs> <laughs> start and go there but then he also said um something well, i'm gonna pull it up real quick but he said something interesting that you know begs to offer the question will a big studio will this spur a big studio to try and release a huge tentpole movie on demand or on a streaming service just because they can't i mean i don't know how rights how much they would make if they aired something on amazon prime as opposed to release it in the theater so let's just take, for instance, the horror film um, Quiet Place 2. This was James supposed Jeremy to be Coke. a huge wide release. It was going to make hundreds of millions of dollars. And they pulled it. it has, there's no release date anymore. They don't know when they're going to release it. But what? let's say they release it on Amazon Prime or a Netflix thing. How much would they make from that? I mean, I don't think that's kind of ever been done before. 
No, because those platforms already have subscriptions. So right. are you going to charge people more for something that, I mean, negotiate a contract or something? It's, it's, it's well, all very up in the air. True, but let, let's say iTunes gets it and you can charge fourteen ninety nine for the movie yeah. on iTunes and watch it. And you can, I mean, technically, I guess you would rent it for one time because that's how much a movie ticket costs. Yeah. Would you be into something like that? Well, that's, you know, there was something, um, Mr. Napster, Sean, last name. Oh, the guy, Justin Timberlake played him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on that word. Fuck. What's his name? We'll, we'll, we'll edit it in later. Um, anyway, he was working on a, a set-top box that was supposed to stream tentpole movies or any new releases, and there was something like a $50 buy-in or something. And it was I read an article about a year and a half ago. It was just something that they were trying to kick around just to sort of, you know, and they weighed the, the pros and cons of going to a theater because by the time you drive and two tickets and food and stuff, you're probably spending 50 bucks anyway. So they thought that that might be a viable business model to do something on a set-top box and then let people watch a new um, a new movie from the comfort of their own home. But I don't think that went anywhere because you couldn't control, let's say you invited 10 people over. And you still get charged that one fifty dollar fee, right? So it's kind of like pay per view. I don't know. I think that there's there's not an answer. They probably won't have an answer. And this isn't gonna. I don't think this is gonna cause them to find an avenue anytime soon. Which sucks because it seems like a perfect time to do it. Yeah, it seems like. I mean, how much would it really? I mean, I guess technically a theater could do that. Get iTunes and put this buy the movie and have something for 300 people there which would be kind of shitty but for the movie itself but i just imagine yeah i i don't know i i probably won't do it mm-hmm. well you know i think unfortunately the there's too much content out there I, I know i'm not the first person to to say this but i feel like this rabid desire to consume entertainment and narratives has kind of put us in this sort of, there's too much material out there, we expect it, and then when something like this comes along, it's going to get in the way of that that entertainment flow. Right. So, I don't know. I don't know where it's going with that. but No, I, I think you were trying to say that Hollywood or film studios are not ready to do a, an immediate shift to on demand they want to keep per person per price and i think i mean it makes the most sense but then again with something like this happens nobody wants to go to the theater but who knows we maybe there will be people in the theaters this weekend since everything is canceled they want to go to the movies Mm -hmm. and i haven't seen any news stories about amcs or cinemarks or you know indie theaters closing yet Mm -hmm. so Maybe they'll go in that way, and maybe it'll be a huge weekend for movies. I, I think, unfortunately, some people, you know, like they, uh, I saw something on Jimmy Fallon last night where somebody's response to this was, if I die, I die. You know, it's, it's not going to stop me. You can't keep me in my house. I'm going to do what I want. And if someone wants to go out there and go to a restaurant, someone who wants to go to a movie or, uh, you know, enter an amusement park or something like that, if they're open and that business needs money, and someone wants to go get that 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 product, they're gonna they're gonna find it. And right. It, I mean, it's really just unfortunate because we are, as I heard on the news, someone stated that we're an, uh, a service industry. Our our nation is kind of evolved from a manufacturing 
state to a consumption and um, service industry. Right. So, I mean, there's restaurants and, you know, golf courses and all these things that people do not actually make. So there's a lot of product out there that I think is going to be, I mean, everyone's got to eat. Everybody needs clothes. So people have to go to stores. People have to go to, um, so whether they get that delivered to them because of this or they actually go out and brave it, that's, uh, remains to be seen. I will tell you one thing, if I'm permitted one joke with all this crap closing, doesn't, hasn't done anything to rush hour traffic. Same bunch of people that I'm on the road behind every single day are still on those roads. Because, like, people, I mean, things haven't, like, can't, like, businesses haven't really been canceling other than schools yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if people, if businesses start having people work from home, I mean, there's gonna be a lot of commercial real estate available. And there won't be as much traffic because everybody's at home. Good point. But, you know, it, we'll see. We're still kind of like in the beginning stages of this this epidemic not epidemic pandemic pandemic so we will see as this goes on hopefully within at the end of march it's all good you know? I, I think it's i think it's unfortunately it's a it's a reaction it's not you know you're being reactive not proactive uh-huh. and since you just can't identify this the best thing that people think to do is just retract and so I've heard many people say, many business leaders say that, yeah, it, it is worse than 9-11 in terms of people not going anywhere. You know, it hurts service industries like hotels and airlines, right. things like that. But, I mean, it's going to rebound. It's just going to take a couple months. Right. Um, and everybody's going to want to go at the same time because they'll be... Like, exactly. Right. It's going to be crazy. But in the best case scenario, we're just looking for, uh, you know, mass hysteria, dogs and cats living together. Right. And I'd be okay with that. There, well, There you go. I hear you. So let's talk a little bit about um, our our main feature tonight. We're we're not going to talk about a movie per se. We're just going to pitch a fun movie that has to deal with a virus. We're going to pitch this movie and we're going to cast it here on the podcast. So Mock Chaffadini, please enlighten me with your virus movie you want to make. And who are you going to cast in it and who is going to direct it? I would like the lead in this film to be none other than Kurt Russell. Because I feel like if there's any man who has a chance of punching a disease in the face, whether it's with a semi-truck or a flamethrower, is Kurt frickin' Russell. Okay. Um, Beard or not, I haven't decided if he's going to sport it. Uh, He might still have it from Hateful Eight and that that Santa Claus movie he did for Netflix. Oh, yeah. I I like that movie. I feel like if you got him on board... With probably Lena Headley or Hetty from uh, Game of Thrones and 300. Right. Um, haven't figured out all the details, but I think you, those two is a start. And probably my director would be, uh, huh. I want, I want David Fincher to be the director. Ooh, Fincher, eh? Yeah. Why Fincher? I like what he did with the game. Michael Douglas. Oh yeah, right? that yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I, I think that there's there's a there's a mystery element to this. Obviously, you can't just be. I mean, it can't be like skyscraper with Dwayne Johnson. You just having Hollywood's hugest guy punching a disease in the face. There's got to be some intrigue and espionage and you know remote locations. And I feel like he 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 keeps he keeps it interesting. Okay, Seven was that way. So was um um Seven. 
Yeah, <laughs> seven in the game. Yeah, so I like that. Those are my picks. How about okay. you? So I thought of like two movies. Okay. So, so I'll, I'll say my first one. <laughs> this one would take place in a very small town in Midland, USA, or whatever, like mid Middletown, USA, in the center of the country, and. It would focus on a small hospital and this virus breaks out, similar to the coronavirus. And that's what I, that's, that's how it would just like focus on the hospital and just a few of the residents, but most of it would take place at the hospital. Now, who I want directing this is none other than Christopher Guest. <laughs> so I want a mockumentary with all of his people Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara, Parker Posey. Um, all of these people that are in his movies, I want Jane Lynch, all of them in here. And I want that to be like a very small town look at the coronavirus because I think he would make it fairly funny. Mm -hmm. So that was my first one. And my second one is, okay, so this would take place in multiple locations but it would be centered in the u.s still i think on the west coast um and it would feature a couple of doctors and then a couple of patients that are dealing with the coronavirus and it just it goes from zero to 60 uh in like you know a few days but the kicker is who I want to direct this because I think it would add kind of a whimsical, dry humor to it. And I'm thinking Wes Anderson oh. direct a coronavirus movie because I think Wes Anderson, along with his dry humor, can also do some pretty sentimental moments. And with Grand Budapest Hotel, he has... He has a knack for some action scenes that are different than ordinary. I think that would be really fun to see in all these odd, quirky characters with Bill Murray and Jason Schwartzman and all of this stuff. So I would I would go that route. Okay. A Wes Anderson coronavirus movie and a like a waiting for Guffman Christopher Guest <laughs> type of coronavirus movie, which I think would be funny. So the the Christopher Guest movie uh, would you would the name of that be called Flem? Flem. <laughs> uh, we'll go with that tentative title right now. Okay. I like that. But like like in Wes Anderson's movie, it would be complete, like, very classical music through the whole thing. You know, I just thought about, let's like, what if Broken Lizard did with something like that? Like the Super Troopers guys. Okay. Did like a coronavirus outbreak movie. You never know no. what they could do. But I, I'm going comedy with it right now. It sounds like those two seem like they're lighthearted and <laughs> knee-slapping good times. But none of them have done a, a virus movie. And I think, like, especially Christopher Guest could have all the doctors and patients and stuff like that talking about the coronavirus and not really knowing what's going on. <laughs> be very skittish around all their patients. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it would, it would be great. Uh, so yeah, I would go there with that. But yeah, that that's that's kind of our main event today. We just wanted to come by and say hi and uh, do a little something for y'all, so you'd have some content here on my bloody podcast. But yeah, the coronavirus is still in effect; it is canceling things. So hopefully, it doesn't cancel this podcast. God, I hope not. Well, if we had to be 
located to our homes, we have Skype, so we can um, we can still bring you some movies. So all of our hosts would be siloed. We would. Be yes, okay. yes, they would be. Okay. <laughs> they would be siloed. It's a fun word to say. It is. Um, I hope whoever's listening to this is siloed on a a, train a base or a submarine or. They're, they're, yeah, they're, I guess the so submarine funny. can't get it. Yeah. Well, that would be funny going back to uh, if you did Life Aquatic. But, oh, yeah. But with a, a virus. With a virus. You you take up residence on, what was his name? The SS something? Zizu? Was it the Zizu that he called it? I, it, well, it was a woman's name, but he crossed it out. Oh. I can't remember. It's been too long. It's been too long. We got to watch it again. But that's my bloody podcast uh, for this week. I'm Brian Kluger. Find us on Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Spotify. And, of course, you can find Mark Schafferdini on Pornhub. Where at on Pornhub? Um, BigAssSofa.xxx. There we go. The Sofa King. <laughs> sofa King Big. Yeah. <laughs> Where can they find you? Uh, GoSeeTalk.com. And, again, my Big Ass Sofa. Big Ass Sofa. <laughs> there you go. Mark Chafferdini, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully, a lot of this coronavirus thing will be sorted out. And we'll be back to our regularly scheduled program. We love you. Stay safe out there. We'll be back next week.